welcome to another episode of Host of Black Girl Podcast. What is up? I am your host, Kayla. Camry. <laughs> and today, it's about the niggas. This is for the niggas. It and really this is, is not gender neutral. <laughs> All right. I mean, we're still going to hold women accountable because you suck too. But this is specifically for the niggas. Yep. All right. As always, we're going to start with Life Be Lifing. Cam. Okay, so I'll go first. So clearly I have cut my hair. And I don't know. Having short hair is so different for me. Like, I'm still kind of, like, getting used to it. And I feel like... Because I know you were saying, Killer, like, you feel like women are conditioned to just have long hair, like, to just feel like long hair makes them, like, um, feminine or whatever. So I feel like that conditioning kind of got to me. And I feel like I like a little boy, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I'm getting used to my short hair, but it'd be moments where I just don't be wanting to look in the mirror because I'm like, oh, my God, like, I look like a little boy. But I'm getting used to it. Like, I like the way I did it today. I like my curls or whatever. So that's one thing. Um, Another thing. I feel like I'm getting old, y'all. Even though I'm only 24, Kella. Like, I'm not even old. Like, I'm nowhere near old. I just feel like I'm getting old. Like, I feel like I'm about to, even though 30 is not an old age, you know how people make it seem like it is an old age. You so see, now supposed I, to, you feel like you're supposed to have your life together. That's how I feel. I feel like everything is supposed to be together right now, and it's not. So I feel like I'm kind of behind, but I'm just trying to pace myself. Um, but I have been feeling like an adult lately. Like yesterday, I paid all my bills. I paid my rent. Um, my insurance cards came in from my new job. So I really feel like an adult and I'm happy. Like, I don't know why me getting my insurance cards, like my benefits and all that. It made me cry. I started crying. I was like, oh my God, like I'm really an adult. Like I really came far because for the longest I was on my dad's insurance and that dickhead, he used to terrorize me about being on his insurance at 24 so now I have my own. So it's like, fuck you. So I I don't know. That moment kind of made me cry. And I was like, I really come forward. Like, I'm just really proud of myself. So that was another thing. Um, And what else I got on here? I wanted to talk about my new job. Um, So on the last episode, I said I work in healthcare. And a lot of people are recognizing me at work, Kelly. <laughs> they recognized me at work like the security guard he was like oh you gotta tell me when y'all drop another episode Aww, i'm just like that is so sweet then some patients be like i know you from somewhere i'd be like no you don't you don't know me from nowhere i'm so glad i work with old people <laughs> oh my gosh i work in geriatrics and i None work in the hood to... i work oh in yeah the they hood. definitely know us yeah, over there they, i work in the hood so it was this one patient she came up to me and she was like she put me to the side she was walking out of her room and she was like oh, I know who you are, but she was like, I just didn't want to um say nothing. <laughs> she was like, I didn't want to say nothing at the front desk because I wasn't trying to blow your cover. I was like, oh my gosh. She was like, but I know like you have a podcast with like your friend, right? And I'm like, yeah, I do. She was like, yeah, I fuck with y'all. Oh, like, shout out to you, girl. <laughs> Period. So, um, yeah, you know, that's where I'm at right now. Um, My new job, I cut my hair. Um, Also, I realized I... I I finally realized what I want to do, Killer. So I think I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to finish my education, but I'm just going to have a different major. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's not going to be psychology. So I was thinking um, media studies and production. I think I want to do something like that. So I started my application at Temple today. 
And if not Temple, then probably LaSalle. Um, so I figured out what I want to do with that. I still want to go to school. I feel like it's just it was just a matter of me just changing my major because psychology, it really just don't. That was so funny because, like, I was, because, you know, y'all know I'm going back for my master's. I was, I was going to change my major. Talking to my boyfriend, he was like, are you sure you want to be an education major? Like, that doesn't make sense. So you didn't change it? I didn't change it yet. Because I, I, I ain't going to lie, because I was thinking the same thing as your boyfriend. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't see you as doing education. Wait, like so why did you choose education? I chose education because I really do love children and I love working with he kids. Does. <laughs> I love I love working with kids. I love seeing how their brains work, especially little kids. Like mm-hmm. they're so cool. Like kids are cool. I know people hate them. They are. I know it's on brand for people to hate children, but I really do love kids and how they process things and and seeing them actually put put the pieces together and learn like that shit is the most amazing thing ever. Like these are smart and people give them credit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to really see somebody like grow, love that, but they just don't make enough money. And also I'm super, also my mom thinks that my creativity is needed in, in education. The, in education. Mm-hmm. It's a lack of that clearly. For real. <laughs> <We'll be against laughs> but I'm just like, nah, like, I don't think so. Like, just doing the podcast and us, like, doing the outlines and, like, mm-hmm. me waking up with crazy-ass ideas. Mm-hmm. And even, I didn't put it on the, um, I didn't put it on the drive yet, but, mm-hmm. like, the designs that I made for, like, the merch that I think we should release, like, mm-hmm. in, like, the fall, winter time. Like, bitch. <laughs> like, you're something fucking special. Yes. And yes, like just getting back into that, I was like, oh my gosh. So like, yeah. I don't I don't want to do media studies, but I mm-hmm. definitely want to go back for something like public relations related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just a continuation of what I'm doing right now. Okay. Now it was your birthday. It was her birthday a couple of days ago on August 20th, y'all. So, Yay! Thank you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we want to get into your birthday. So, what did you do? Okay, so I took right the Friday before and the Monday after my birthday off. Friday, I literally just stayed home with my mom. Her and I just chilled. Did absolutely nothing. Saturday, my boyfriend paid for me to get a facial. Her. So... I went to get my facial on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then I went out with my mom to get something to eat, and we got really drunk, so drunk. And my boyfriend came over right after, and he was like, "I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wish I could have seen this shit, yo." <laughs> my mom, Charlie like, and Keller, drunk. <laughs> we were stumbling out of the restaurant. She was like, you embarrassing me in front of all these people. I said, you're embarrassing yourself, girl. Right. She was like, I'm about to fall. Hold me. Hold me. I was like, no, no. Hey, yo. <laughs> so then, you know, me and my boyfriend stayed at a and b The next day, um, I went to get some brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we do? We went to Wonder Spaces. I forget which day it was that I went to Wonder Spaces, but I know what happened. <laughs> I know what happened. And um, then Monday, I just 
stayed home again, chilled out, just, you know, journaled and all that other stuff. Um, started getting rid of stuff that, like, no longer fits me or how I want to okay. present myself. So how do you feel, like, so far? Because I don't know it's only been, like, a week. a week. How has 23 been treating you? You know... 23 has been really whooping my ass. Mm. Not in a bad way, but, like, more so, like, I felt, like, for, like, the past month, like, leading up to my birthday, extremely, um, I don't want to say insightful, but I've been feeling extremely intuitive, I'll say. Um... A lot of things have been clearer. I have a clearer understanding of, like, what I want mm-hmm. and being okay with it. Like, I, Yo, that's crazy because, not to make it about me, but I was, I've recently been in that space, too. I'm like, I just really been getting clear about what the fuck I want with life. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, like, what are the steps that I need to take in order to get same same literally (laughs) literally i literally like in my journal i made a list of things that i want to get achieved this year i wrote out the steps that like the steps i need to take to get there and all that stuff like i don't know what it was but like something just clicked for me and i'm just like yeah i gotta figure out what the fuck i want to do not that i'm trying to rush myself Mm -hmm. but it's just like I feel like for, like, the past couple months, i just been in, like, just living. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like I'm just on this earth, but I'm not actually, like, figuring out, like, what I want to do. Exactly. Like, i just been living. So then I, I really don't know what it was. And it's crazy that me and you both had this experience. But, like, something just clicked in my head. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I know what I want to do right now. Like, I know what I want to do. I know what I want. Exactly. So. And, like, I was like, You know, like you said, I think I put it on, like, the wholesome page on my actual birthday. But, like, I really just was, like you said, living. Like, just breezing through. Like, I have all the help in the world. Just getting through the day for real. I I don't need to pay attention to certain things because I know that I have a security blanket. No matter where I go, I'm taken care of. So, Mm -hmm. which, Jesus, I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. But I never, I started realizing that I wasn't paying attention. I'm not, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. So when I made, like, all of the mistakes that I made at the age of 22 are now catching up to me. So I'm like, oh, I have to, I have to rectify these things in order to be where I want to be by the next time my birthday rolls around. Because right. I don't just use, like, the new year as a way to meet metrics. Like, mm-hmm. I have my own personal year. And then, like, the things that, like I do in with people like school wise or like brand wise. Like, mm-hmm. of course we go kind of through like, Oh, January, we starting here, December, right. we in here. But for my own personal things, I start from August to August. Right. Um, so yeah, like I just, I just, you know, really want to dedicate self care to myself because as y'all know I don't do that I don't Mm -hmm. do that I'm everywhere all at once for everybody and because of that it's really hard 
for me to take care of myself. Like there's, I wash and do my hair when I have the time to. I do my nails when I have the time to. Like, it's like, I do things when I have pockets of time when other people aren't taking up that space or Mm -hmm. other things are taking up that space. But I don't want that for myself. I want a day, a weekend, uh, anything where I can just be like, okay, this is time set aside for me. I'm not going to allow people to encroach on that time. I'm going to tell people no if I have already had those dates planned out for myself. And I'm going to stick to it. And if they don't like that boundary, then they can go ahead and go. Because all I'm asking for is a weekend where I can do my hair, do my nails, go get waxed. Like, all I'm asking for is that. And even if I do something before or after, like, I want windows of time where I'm able to just do those things for myself like I used mm-hmm. to. Um, also, you know... I was so over clothes and fashion because I went to school for it that I just mm-hmm. stopped giving a fuck. But I'm not there anymore. So we're re- we're starting. We're starting over. Like, Oh, she's serving looks this era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's serving looks. It's like, over for you bitches. It really is. Like, y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know how I'm about to really come and step on fucking next. But I was like, oh, yeah, fuck no. Like, I'm not about to sit here and not use I, I'm already not using my degree right now so yeah, girl so why not use it in another space exactly and I feel like now that I know that I want to do that like the way that I'm going to present myself on camera even like documenting my own journey on my mm-hmm. personal Instagram and stuff like that and that's going into like me thinking about like how I want to present myself and mm-hmm. how I'm going to like Outside of having wholesome black girl, but also make myself my brand, my personal brand, how I'm going to brand myself. I'm like, yeah. it's so like recording because I, I get questions about how I do my makeup, like certain hairstyles that I do. People really like and they ask me how I do them or what I use, mm-hmm. where I get certain things from. So I'm like, why not capitalize off of that? and Exactly. Start making content about it. My boyfriend's always like, you should take a picture. I think you should take a video of that. This bitch don't take no pictures, bro. <laughs> like, I'd be like, I'd be so lost. Because, like, what about me? I'm going to take a picture of myself. And oh, I'd be no. like, Kella should do the same. Because I feel like bad bitches need to take pictures all the time. And <laughs> Kella do not be wanting to take pictures, I'd be yo. Like, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> she do not take I'd pictures. I'd be like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> you want a picture? No. <laughs> But what she'll take fuck? somebody else's picture. Yep. Oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, no. But I'm going to really get out of that. And, like. As you should. Even, like, I have so many cameras, too. Like, I have a bunch of film cameras. Mm-hmm. And I have a camcorder and all that other stuff. And even me, like, wanting to, like. Like, a passion project of mine is taking. Like, two years ago, I used to take pictures of myself all the time. Like, literally self-timers setting my Polaroid up with, like, a timer and everything on mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, I was really doing that. And I'm like, oh, right. I should probably get back into that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, we were talking about this whole school thing. Like, yeah, education is not really where I want to be. I need something more creative. Um, maybe you figure it out as you, like, once you start school and, like, you get into the major and stuff, maybe something in those courses will help you figure out Maybe something else that you want to do. 
I really, really like the idea of like project management, production. Exactly. Like, I think I want to get more into that. Yeah, you would do good at it. Yeah. <laughs> so why not? Like, <laughs> one thing I've I've realized though with like education and stuff. I was I came across some TikTok and there was this girl that was saying, um, as black women, like you know how everybody says that college is a scam, which it is. I, college is a fucking scam. It is, but the fuck y'all. she was saying that as like a woman of color, like a black woman, like sometimes that can be the only thing that can save you. As much as you really don't want to do it, <laughs> as much it as you're saved- really not a fan of it, it saves you. And that's one thing that. I realized, um, even with me, like, because I was in school for, like, two years, but I took a break because I'm like, I don't even know if I really want to do psychology anymore. But even within that that period of me taking a break, I even realized that me finding jobs and stuff like that, it's a little more difficult. Like, I've always kept a job, don't get me wrong, but, like, it, it is more difficult when you don't, like, have a, a degree. degree, especially as you as you age and you get older. So I mean I money. feel like it's easy for it's easier for white women to like you know just not go to college and just float through life. But with me, I realized I'm like yeah, <laughs> I need to go back to school. And on top of that, I just need to be doing something because I feel like first of all, this is like my first time like not being in school in like years. So I feel like since my mind is not being stimulated all the time because you know I do other things like I read, I watch documentaries and stuff like that. But I feel like. It's just a lack of something. Like, I just need, like, some type of, like, structure or, like, mm-hmm. new information. Not that I'm not finding out new information every day from the stuff that I read and the things that I I, I take in. But it's just, like, it's a different type of, like, um, information that you pick up when you're in school. And it's something that you're really interested in. So I'm just, like, I need to get back in school. Like, I, I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Honestly, that's that's what's gonna save us as black women. Like I, I'm not saying that's the case with every black girl. I'm not saying every black girl needs to go to college. I'm not saying that. But in my not situation, even just college, but just education. That. Period. Like exactly. Go go learn a trade. Like my mom was like, I I also really do love doing hair and makeup and all those things. I was like, I probably will end up going to cosmetology school because I always education have. I will have a form. I will now. I'll have a job. Mm-hmm. I've taught myself how to do everything. Any type of degree, or it don't even got to be a degree, but like a certification in something will save you, especially as a black woman. I'm not talking about any other race of women. I'm not talking about white women because it'd be easier for them to float by. Mm-hmm. But with us, a certification, a degree, something, yeah, it's going to help you. It's even looking at you. like the Google courses about like data analysis. I'm like, I could use all of this stuff, like mm-hmm. graphic design, all types of courses yeah. that like really are interesting to me. And they and I know that if I have those certifications under my belt, I'll be able to make it somewhere, especially in conjunction with me having a degree, like having my bachelor's. And then on top of that, having certifications and different things. Like, I could really go anywhere. You can even really real. go only anywhere with just having a degree. They don't care about you, what you studied for real. It's true. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to lie because, you know, I have been, like, trying to figure out what I want to do next career-wise mm-hmm. and applying to places. They just like, we see you have a degree. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's what? It's true. That's why I'm like, let me get my ass back in school. <laughs> 
let me get my ass back in school because I cannot like this. I it's just so difficult. Like before, it was easier when I was in school because I like I was like a little younger and stuff like that. So I was only picking up like little retail jobs and shit like that. They don't mm-hmm. care about that type of shit. But as I'm getting older and I want a career and more money, that shit matters. I said I gotta get back in school. I got to. I gotta finish, and I only got two years left. So. I, I said, let me get my ass. <laughs> let me. I applied to two schools today. I'm like, I, I have to get my life together. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I'm at with it. I'm like, okay, Kayla, like, you know, you like creative direction. Mm-hmm. You know, you like working on projects. You know, you love like mood boards and all that other stuff. Like, get your ass, get your ass somewhere where you like really exactly. like making, like creating, because mm-hmm. that's the way that I like to create. I saw um, Erica Badu, she said something like, whatever is easiest, whatever comes easiest to you, try to, like, master that. Like, she said, that's her, like, advice to, like, anybody in life. And I'm just, when I thought about, um like, even podcasting or, like, even me just, like, writing certain stuff, I'm like, this stuff comes easiest to me out of anything. I said, I can just go back to school for this shit. Even you with, like, creative direction, that shit come easy to you. For me, that shit don't come easy to me. Creative direction, I'd be like... <laughs> I don't know. I was like, oh, my God. I'd be like, um, I'm going to leave that to Kelly because I don't even It was even so fucking funny. Know. The first shoot, I was like, okay, let's just go shopping. You're like... <laughs> and I'm like, here, look look at this. And then we're going, do you have this? Do you have... You're like, how are you... <laughs> you know, real shit. I was like, I don't know what she doing, but I would just trust her vision. And it and that shit can't come so easy for her. It don't come easy for me. Like, it don't. I be like, what the hell? I can't come up with, like, concepts and shit. Like, no. I was like, <laughs> this is inspiration. <laughs> Here I'm texting her. This is the inspiration for the shoot. Exactly. We need stripper heels. We need... I just be like, okay, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like... Whatever you want. I don't even care. Like, even with, like, one of the things that we're going to end up doing at the end of this year, uh-huh. I was like... This is what we need to do. You're like, what? <laughs> How are we going to get everybody together for this? <laughs> no, real shit. And I was like, I don't fucking know, but it's going to be magical. I'll tell right. you that. <laughs> and I don't even know how we going to pay for this shit. <laughs> yo, I, that's the yo, funniest part about it. I done went broke. Me too. I done maxed my credit card Me out for this too? shit. <laughs> but the thing is, I feel like it's all going to work out in the end. So that's kind of, even though it makes me anxious that I done did that stupid shit, it's still kind of, I'm still kind of like, I believe in what we're doing. So it's like, at the same time, I'm not anxious about it. Because I feel like we've gotten so many signs that we're on the right path. Like, that we really are. We're we're the next It Girls. Well, we are the It Girls. Yeah, we're not going to say next. We're going to speak it like it's really happening. Period. We are It Girls. Period. And I'm just like, okay. I don't know where you gonna get this motherfucking money. From. I don't know either. We be planning shit. We don't have. We be having zero dollars to make a kill. I be like, I don't know how. Why am I planning this shit? That's like five hundred, six hundred dollars. I don't have no money. Probably, more but than it's gonna that. happen. It's gonna happen. So <laughs> I don't know what we're about to do. I don't even know how. I'm just winging this shit. Even that the joint we got planned with um. I'm not gonna say her name, but like I, I was, we was planning that, and I'm like, I don't even have no money right now. Like, what am I? What are we actually doing? I'm thinking, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I just should shut my ass up because when we went, when we had that meeting and we was talking about like the places and stuff like that, I'm sitting in my head thinking, whole time I'm broke as fuck. Yep, I was like, we gonna have to push this back. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Oh my god, I'm same. Like, 
I was thinking the same shit. I didn't know you was thinking that. See, now I don't feel alone. We're <laughs> <laughs> not doing that right now. Because <laughs> I can't afford hey, it. Hey, fuck it, yo. All right. <laughs> so we, okay. So I guess that, are you done talking about Yeah, everything? we done. Okay. So let's segue into our wholesome chats. So, I don't know if you guys ever watched the show Unprison. Did you watch it? No. You know I don't. Okay. So it's this show on Hulu with... Carrie Washington and Delroy Lindo got in prison, and it's basically about this therapist. Carrie Washington plays a therapist, and her dad, he gets out of prison after spending time in there for like 15, 20 years or whatever. It was something like that. And then he winds up living with her, and she starts to realize all these things about herself that she didn't recognize before. So, one of the things that she realized was that she had an anxious attachment style to men. And I'm just like, like, the whole series, honestly, like, triggered me because I'm like, oh, my God. I started seeing stuff in myself that I didn't even know existed as well as the character, which is why I resonated with her. But she had an anxious attachment style. And I'm like, that's how I am when it comes to men. It's like, once I like you, it's like, I like you. And I don't want and you fucking you need, playing with me. <laughs> you need to like me just as much as I like you. Exactly. Like, that's how it needs to be. But she was saying how, like, well, in the show, it just stemmed from, like, her relationship with her father and stuff like that. So it kind of got me. I was, as I was watching the show, actually, I was actually working on the outline. And I was like, hmm, let's talk about our daddy issue. <laughs> I just seen my daddy yesterday. Oh, God. I ain't, seen, I ain't seen my father in two years. But to be honest, my dad ain't ever been, like, present in my life. Like, he was always in the house. But, like. I can't tell you, like, any time that we had, like, daddy-daughter dates or anything like that. Like, he was always just working. That's it. He was never there. Like, never. He was just, he just paid bills, and that's it. Damn. So he might as well have been a deadbeat, which he was a deadbeat, because you can be in the house and still be a deadbeat parent. Ooh, let's talk so, about it. Um, My dad, like, even when I, because there was a period where I moved in with him. So from, like, I think 20 to 22, I was living with my dad. And he used to always make me feel like shit. He would always compare me to, like, my other cousins. He would tell me that, like, oh, I remember the first time I got a fucking tattoo. He was like, oh, no man is going to want a woman with tattoos. Oh, shut the hell and up. I'm like, what, bro? But then I ain't going to get into that. No, I ain't going to get into that. But his mistress, she has a bunch of tattoos, which is why I was confused on why he said that. And that's exactly why he's she's the mistress. <laughs> you see how niggas do? But that's the thing. One thing about men is that they really do play in the fantasy. I talk I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. When you look like the fantasy, they'll never respect you because they're in their fantasies, you're an object. Yep. And they don't see the fantasy girl as the as a whole human. And that's why when you get into relationships with niggas, they start wanting to water you down in certain ways is mm-hmm. because it's like the only way I can respect you is if you're modest. Because when I met you, you were just a fantasy to me. I mm-hmm. figured out that you were actually a whole human. And now I really love who you are. And if you sell the fantasy, someone else can mm-hmm. figure out that you're a whole human too. It's a whole bunch of jealousy rooted in that. Like when you're a fantasy, when you're the one who's the sexy one and all that other stuff, they don't make someone being your real, like their real partner, especially in heterosexual relationships. This is what we're really talking about here. Mm -hmm. But they'll never sit there and view you as like sexiness and 
and being a, a partner or a wife is are not synonymous. Yeah. And that's why a lot of women lose themselves because their 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 spouses be like, I'd want you to do this and I don't want you to look like this and you're my wife, you're supposed to look like this and you're supposed to look like that. And then they water themselves down and they end up getting cheated on mm-hmm. because then it's like, you let yourself go. Well, if you let me be who I was when you first met me, you will never have to worry about me letting myself go. Exactly. And you right on point because that was how it was with my mom. My mom and my dad, like he used to always make her feel like shit. Like, my mom will always feel like she would have to, like, measure up to, like, the, the bitches that he would cheat on her with. All and that's hard time. to measure up. Because they were just, they allowed, because his Tuesday bitch is just allowed to be her. Exactly. And he only fuck with her on Tuesday. hmm Exactly. So, that was just always weird to me when my dad would say shit like that. Oh, no man is going to want a woman with tattoos. No man is going to want a woman who has been out here having sex. And which... You would think the way that my dad talk about me that, like, I done fucked everybody. Like, I'm a fucking whore. Like, I'm like, like, I'm like, not that Superhead is a whore, but y'all get what I'm saying. Like, according to, to society, she would be a whore. You would think I was out here moving like Superhead, but really, I only had, like, one body on me. But my dad used to say stuff like that. And you was in a relationship with the person. Oh, exactly. Um, But my dad used to say stuff like that to me all the time. So, I feel like that's, I also feel like that's, that's why I kind of feel like, I always beat myself up. Like, when I achieve something, I never really sit and soak in it and, like, appreciate it. I'm always just like, what's next? Because I feel like, in a way, I'm subconsciously trying to prove my dad wrong. I'm not really sitting there trying to, like, enjoy those moments. I just want to, subconsciously, I just want to prove my dad wrong. Like, you see, nigga? Exactly. And I feel like that's why, because we talked about this on AMP, that's why I'm never able to sit there and enjoy, like, anything that I accomplish. Like, I moved into an apartment. I was not, like, I did not, like, sit there and appreciate that moment. And that's that's big to move in by yourself. That's big. That's major. I didn't even, like, I was just like, okay, what, I'm, what I got to do next? Like, when the, when the podcast started jumping and shit like that, no. I didn't even, like, I was happy. I feel like it's a difference between happiness and, be, and, and Joy. being joyous. I was happy about it. Like, oh, yeah, like, the podcast jumping off. But I didn't really sit and appreciate those moments. And now it's like we kept on talking about like now that we have this, we gotta do this. Exactly, we gotta do that. exactly. And I feel like that stems from my dad, like always comparing me to like other members in our family. Um, him always beating me up and stuff like that to the point where now when I achieve something, I'm just like, Okay, cool. Like that's one thing checked off the list. Like and it's sad. Like it's sad. Like I I don't know. I just started making like a lot of connections with like the things, the behaviors that I like participate in now, it kind of correlates back to my my dad. And I don't know if you have the same experience, but I think that in some ways, yeah. Like my dad and I's relationship didn't really take a bad turn until I turned eighteen, because mm. I I was a daddy's girl. I went on daddy daughter dates. Anything I asked for, he gave me. I always had got money from him even in college like if I was like daddy I need this if I said I need $100 he'll cash at me $300 if I if anything I needed like he was there for but like as a recently as an adult he doesn't know how to be a parent to an adult and I'm like I still need you here like you was you was talking about that in one episode 
like how some people only know how their parents is it's like okay but once they hit a certain age it's like it's a different ballpark exactly and it's like i really do miss him like even though i be angry as hell with him i miss him a lot like yesterday like I seen them and I was so happy. Even even in me being angry, I was very very happy to see him mm-hmm. because he was really my best friend. Like people don't know, like him and I, we first of all like we look alike, and then on top of that, like we had the same sense of humor. Like yesterday, we was geeking over everything together. Like my boyfriend was like, "Y'all are, y'all are sick," and I'm like, "Bro, like." <laughs> We finish each other's sentences and everything. You know what I'm saying? So to... For him to just say, fuck it. It's very heartbreaking. It is. And it's a different type of pain. Because he was there. Mm. Like, just to... It felt like... It feels always like... The rug was... Taken from under him. Mm. And there's a lot of stuff that he he allowed to happen that I kind of brushed to the side. But, like, thinking about it now and, like, explaining it to people, I'm like, yo, he was really fucked up for that. <laughs> like, wow, he let that happen. Because it was his, like, line brother. This is a good way to segue into <laughs> the um black men and the civil rights leaders that we want to talk about. Oh God, yes. Um, let's really get into that. Um, so them niggas sucked, really. Honestly, I talked about on my story a couple weeks ago about how a lot of civil rights leaders, um, black men. In specific, were very when you really look at their ideologies on things or like their perspective on things, they're very conservative, they're very capitalist, they're very like misogynistic, sexist, and anti black. Um, so I wanted to talk about that. Um, and the reason I, I brought it up. Because it was in connection to what we were just talking about. Um, well, in my experience, my dad was very um, controlling and, like, tyrannical. Almost, like, narcissistic. And I feel like that's kind of like a history with black men. Um, <clears throat> so the first person that we really want to bring up is Bill Cosby. Oof. So that nigga hated black people, honestly. He only liked black people that were a specific type of caliber. So, like, all you niggas from the hood that be sitting up here defending Bill Cosby, talking about some free Bill Cosby, he ain't do nothing, he was about to buy CBS and all that shit. He didn't even like y'all. Um, he used to clown y'all for speaking Ebonics, for sagging your, your pants. He used to blame y'all for police brutality and stuff like that. He did not like y'all. So when I see y'all sitting up on the internet defending Bill Cosby, y'all look so stupid. fucking stupid. Because if so he could be stupid. white, he would be. He would be. He only liked black people who were from a certain class. He did not like lower class niggas. S- simply put, he did not like hood niggas. He didn't like, you know, he was the type of person, because 
I'm not gonna lie, full transparency here. Mm-hmm. My family is very classist. My family is very classist. Mm-hmm. Extremely. And I was saying something to my mom, and she was like, I spent too much fucking money for you to sound like that. And I'm like, sound like what? She was like, a nigga. I said, aren't we niggas? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Aren't we niggas as funny? <laughs> Is that not what we are? Hey, yo. And she said, and she, you know, she looked at me dead in my face and said, no. She said, we're black, we're brown, but we ain't niggas. I said, we're not? What? Anybody else would look at us and see nigga? And she's like, nope. No. Mm-hmm. Because, because we're educated. Right. And we don't live a certain way. I said, what's a certain way, mom? She's like, we don't live in bad neighborhoods. We got ourselves out of that. We 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 separated ourselves from that. Oh. Even even in her growing up off of off of off of fucking Allegheny, bitch. Twenty <laughs> fifth in Allegheny to be exact. The fucking trenches. She was like, I didn't go to school around there. I went to school up in the Northeast. I went to college twice. All but you know what. People are going to counter what we're saying by bringing up the fact that Cosby employed so many black people. And the thing is, I was just having this conversation with my sister. Cosby only employed like so many black people and he only created like a specific type of he only created those TV shows because he realized that at that time period, there was a lack of a specific type of representation of black people. So he re- he realized he could make a killing. I I could make a killing off this shit. Exactly. Um, it wasn't necessarily because he really wanted to be impactful, even though it was impactful. I'm not gonna take that away from him. Like I love seeing a uh, upper class black family on TV. Um, I love the representation that um Claire Huxtable um gave. Like I I loved seeing black women in that. Like even on a different world. Like I love the fact that he pushed like HBCU culture so much. But honestly, that man just wanted to make a killing off of that shit, yeah. real for real. Because he thought all of it was gay. And so a lot of black people try to, like, that's their first thing. Like, oh, well, he employed, like, so many black people, like, black excellence, da da da, da. That Which is great because it great. inspired it inspired women like my mom mm-hmm. and women like my aunts. And even me, like, you could tell in the way that I speak and the things mm-hmm. that I do and how I dress myself in certain ways. Like, I'm heavily inspired by that. But at the same time, right? There's a downside of that, like how how disgusted people that grow up m- middle to upper middle class look mm-hmm. at people who are lower class. Mm-hmm. People he, that grew up in the hood, like they don't appreciate them at all. Even want to like. So Lisa Bonet, she got pregnant when she was filming. I don't remember if it was a different world or the Cosby Show. No, it was a different world. She got pregnant. And she told Cosby, and he he wanted to fire her. Because he like, oh, I don't even want that type of representation on TV. Like, But she was grown, and she, she was, was in a relationship and everything. And I, I was watching an interview with Lenny Kravitz, and he was saying that Cosby was, like, yelling at her like he was angry about it. Because, and that's another thing I do not like about black men. Mm-hmm. Black men who see you as their little sister, see you as a daughter, like, they will... They will treat you as such, even if you if you're not even related to them. 
Like as soon as they take you under their wing, that means that you are now their property and then they treat you like that. It's sick. Because the only way that he, the only way you could get away with yelling at me. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I wish you fucking would. I would have punched that old ass nigga in his face. Like, like, who the fuck fuck you talking to? The hell? Lisa Bonet better than me. Real shit. But that's even like Lisa Bonet, even when, when I I don't want to say allegations. But when the, the rape stuff was going around, she ain't even defend that nigga. She was like, <laughs> she she did not care. She did not care because that man, I don't know, he has a history. In addition to him being anti-black, he also has a history of being very like um, rape and rapey. Like he made a lot of like um, jokes about drugging women and all of those things. So it's like, I just don't understand y'all defending him. But besides Cosby, we also got Huey P. Newton, who Ooh, was very prominent in the Black that. Panther Party. However, a lot of, um, Asada Shakura in specific, um, I was reading her autobiography and she was saying how being in the Black Panther Party, there was no room for criticism with Huey. Like, you, she couldn't criticize anything. She couldn't have, like, any, she couldn't add any suggestions to, like, the party. She couldn't, like, add her commentary, nothing. Um, she she said that he had like a godlike kind of like demeanor, a like narcissist. nobody can correct me. I don't give a fuck about what none of y'all Above niggas gotta approach. say. Ooh. And she said that that is what turned her off, and that's why she ultimately wanted up leaving because she said anybody that went against like Huey or like his beliefs and stuff like that, like he would call them like a traitor or like he would kick them out. So she was like, "All right, I'm done with this shit." But it wasn't even just a side. A lot of women, black women in the Black Panther Party, expressed that. Um. So Huey is another one. And then he also, Huey P. Newton also, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he killed a black sex worker who was only 17 years old because she didn't know who he was. Like y'all niggas are really insane. And it's like, I'm not even like acting like a lot of these civil rights leaders did not have an impact on, I guess, politics or like the culture. I'm not saying that. Two things can be true we're, at once. We're going to separate the the policy from the politician here mm-hmm. like separating art from the artist you know that thing exactly we're going to separate the two because although what he did was very impactful like we still do free lunch to this day because these mm-hmm. kids don't be eating because they right. don't have money to eat okay like they can't they there's still hunger mm-hmm. in in inner cities in america period however the people who put these policies in place and really did make the mark were also extremely tyrannical. They were, they were literal tyrants, Tasmanian, like Tasmanian devils. Literally. And they were sick in the head. Especially them Black Panthers. We're not even going to, no, we are going to get into Eldridge Cleaver. He didn't even like black women. He did not. He He said he was about raping black women in his book. Is it called Soul on Ice? Yeah. Soul on Ice. If anyone has a chance to read Soul on Ice, because I'm actually going to buy that book and read it. Yeah. Like, I read excerpts. I was sending her stuff. I was like, do you see this shit? But, like, he felt like black women's bodies were so disposable. That's another thing that these black, these black politicians, they understand that black women really do not mean anything in this world. They know that and they play on that. They know. They can really throw us the fuck away. 
Mm-hmm. And the and the world would not stop. Mm-hmm. They know this stuff. That's why I be confused when they be trying to act dense sometimes. But it's like, it's obvious that y'all know we're like very like easily disposable, especially to the government with like these policies that y'all are passing. Stuff. It's obvious that y'all know this stuff. Even it's down obvious. to like medical racism and how niggas was out here. They was giving black women hysterectomies without their knowledge, mm-hmm. sterilizing them, making them so that they could not have children. Mm-hmm. And then they telling us that it's what we're eating. Yep. I'm like, what do you mean it's what we're eating? That lady didn't have a uterus. They got rid of it. Forced hysterectomies. Like, literally saying, like, the only way that you're going to be able to survive having fibroids or survive doing, like, have these ovarian cysts is to get rid of the the uterus completely. When there's other, you could take the cysts out. Mm -hmm. Telling women that have PCOS that they're infertile and they're not going to be able to have kids. People with black women with endometriosis telling them that they're not going to be able to have kids. That shit is sick. <laughs> Making IVF like super expensive to to the point where like they're going broke just because they want to have kids. Like this is really a thing, but and black know men what? know that. A lot of black men fawn over straight white men. They want to be them so bad, and I know y'all probably gonna eat me up for this, but y'all want to be white men so motherfucking bad. Y'all don't even really want. Black women and black men to have equality. Y'all don't want that shit. What y'all want, y'all want to have, y'all want to possess the same power that straight white men possess in this world. And it's clear, it's obvious. And the respectability politics that y'all uphold and y'all reinforce every single day, it's so obvious that y'all fawn over these these white men. Y'all don't care about black women. Y'all don't care about black children. Y'all don't even care about... Other black men who may who may identify as like a different sexuality, y'all don't even care about this shit. Y'all only care about yourselves. And that's the thing. Um, it's sick. It's really sick. Like y'all don't care about all these fucking civil rights leaders that we have. I doubt that they even cared about black women. And I I not even doubt it. I know that they didn't give a fuck about black women. Even in like the black is beautiful kind of that movement and stuff like that. Y'all still, like, black women were still not prioritized in those movements. Like, yeah, black women was wearing the afros and stuff like that. And y'all saying y'all appreciate the natural hair and stuff like that. But y'all still was going back home, calling black women nappy-headed and saying all kinds of shit. All types of stuff. So it's like, let's be When you gonna do your hair. Mm -hmm. And like like I said in, like, a previous episode when we were talking about Tia Mori, like, the, the women who kind of were able to fall under the radar we did have it a little bit easier mm-hmm. we do have it a little bit easier like like mr cleaver's <laughs> wife who miss kathleen yeah miss kathy yeah we're talking <laughs> about you you let him get away with a lot of shit you're this lady that had to put vinegar in your hair in order to make it look nappy to be mm-hmm. like hey black is beautiful but when you wash that shit out i know it looked like mine <laughs> Like a wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a fucking wet poodle. Hey, I know that's what you look like because mm-hmm. that's what I look like. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ashamed of it because I can't I can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I'll never have an afro, okay? And I know you you mentioned something about black men using like um brainwashing tactics. <sighs> they use spirituality, they use religion. Just like white men. Just like white men did to us. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, even there was this, I forget this girl name. I, well, I forget the guy's name, 
but he was like he had this cult right he was this black man he had that cult and he had all them wives and all this other stuff and then the one wife you know she like came out and talked about how he brainwashed like he was basically brainwashing everybody and i was like you see this is the shit that they do they're like Oh, you don't like Christianity? Come here where you pray to the ground and eat dirt <laughs> <laughs> and rub rocks together and stick one up your hoo-ha. <laughs> Yo, you niggas are sick. Like, I'm not even going to t- But before you do that, I'm going to need you to suck my dick twice a day, every day, and that's on the hour. similar to what the, the white slave masters used to do. They used to use religion against us. They took to they us. took shit out of the Bible. They, and they literally even, did. And y'all do the same out. shit. Y'all do the same shit because honestly, y'all fawn over them. Like y'all want to beat them. And it's not even just Christianity. When we look at, it's like not. when we look at Islam and when we look at certain. Um, oh, they going to eat you up for this. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's the truth. When we look at certain Muslim black people and they talk about certain things and how wives are supposed to be a certain way. I said, but what ha- what happened to about in the Quran where they said that women are allowed to have their own money mm. and they should have their own money and they should be able to oh, contribute. <laughs> Remember that? Remember when niggas, because y'all was saying that they shouldn't be reading and they shouldn't touch their money. No, they don't use the money to to add to the household, that's a sep. They have their mm-hmm. own money because as a man, you're supposed to take care of your wives mm-hmm. and your people. But she's allowed to work. Yep. She's allowed to have her own. That stuff is for her. Yeah. What yeah. happened to that? Remember in the Quran when they said that? And even in Christianity, you niggas try to make it seem like, oh, I'm the head, she's the tail. When did they say that? Because they said wives should submit to their husbands, but they also said husbands should submit to their wives. Y'all skip over that. Even with black men trying to, like, reinforce that, like, I guess with um, black women needing to be submissive and obedient and shit like that, that is, if you look at, like, patriarchy and and, and the concept of masculinity and where it started from, White men started all of those concepts, all those ideas of masculinity. So when y'all are reinforcing those things, understand that y'all are also reinforcing white supremacy. You are. So, and and besides that, besides like the religion aspect of everything, I also feel like once black women started like having more of a voice, especially in like the, I want to say the late 60s, early 70s, probably the 80s too. Like once we started getting our own voice and starting our own movements, black men resented us for that. They hated that shit. They hated it so much, which is also similar. Because I got to keep bringing this up. This is also similar to how white people hated it when we started, like, the civil rights movement. Or even when we had, like, anytime we rebelled, basically. Or mm-hmm. we did, like, the slave rights and shit like that. They hated that shit. So they what they would it. do, they would resort to lynching to kind of, like, control us and stuff like that. So it's very similar to how black men, y'all kind of demonize us. Y'all y'all demonize black feminists, um, womanists, um black feminist literature and it's like y'all don't even realize that i i can tell that you niggas don't read because honestly if you actually took the time to read a lot of black feminist literature you would you would see that there's so much space made for y'all in those books they prioritize black men a lot bell hooks she's always prioritizing black men any any black feminist like any book that you look into by a black feminist is always space for black men they're always advocating for y'all, but y'all don't read. What y'all do is y'all look on social media, y'all see a few bitches 
I guess, talking shit. And then y'all try to generalize everybody that falls under, like, black feminism. And it's the same bitches that also aren't reading. Aren't we're not reading. Talking, we're not y'all talking about the niggas ain't shit Thank you. bitches. Because the niggas ain't shit bitches are the ones that are the most homophobic, are the ones that don't hold space for your emotions, are the ones who don't allow you to speak your actual peace, the ones who bastardize Islam. Christianity, African-based spirituality. They, they're they the ones who are actually sitting here taking and cherry-picking these things in order to make you feel lesser of a man. And that's why you're so fucking angry. Exactly. Because your mamas are also the same way. They, I'm not, I, it, these older black women have gone through the ringer. Mm-hmm. But they are very, very dumb. And it shows in how they raise their kids. Mm -hmm. I will always, even though some of them are really, eh, I always really love my family for allowing a space to speak. Yeah. And actually putting books in front of us. And actually wanting us to be vocal and advocate for ourselves, even if it was against them. I will never, I will never, ever, 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 ever take that for granted. Because mm-hmm. the way that you're, these black men's mothers have not only coddled them, but shut them off and shut them out and, 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 and put a muzzle in their mouths. That's why they're so resentful. Mm-hmm. Black. <laughs> but to be honest, like, even with with black women, like I guess, like um, upholding certain things, that still stems from black men. Like when we was talking about that, so it's like at the end of the day, even though we be wrong as hell, like for still upholding like toxic masculinity and all that stuff, it still falls on y'all, on y'all niggas because y'all continue to like, y'all continue to just like reinforce all this toxic masculinity, the patriarchy. Y'all continue to uphold it and stuff like that. And it's like, even though black women be dead ass wrong, I be getting it. I be understanding it because it's just like, y'all have put us through hell for the longest. Actually, to this day, not even for the longest, it's still going on to this day. Y'all put us us through hell. So I guess it's like now that black women have more of a voice, it's just like, oh, now we resort to like, oh, let me call him sassy. Let me call him gay. And I hate like, that. And it's it's bad. It's horrible. It's horrible. But it's like, I see where it's coming from. I see where the response is coming from. And it's like, it's almost like, let me get my lick back because I can now. Yep. I can get my exactly. lick back because I don't Before, need Before, I probably would have got money. my ass beat. I mean, still to this day, you might get your <laughs> ass beat because both of us used to get our ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> we used to get our asses handed to us. <laughs> Hey yo, but y'all, y'all niggas is really. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, y'all niggas is really crazy though. Like I, I feel like when black women are, we're just trying to get back for real, for real. And it sucks because like we are jaded. You bitches need to go to therapy and Mm -hmm. actually listen to your fucking therapist. Yep. But this like segues into like um we had another topic about how dating black men is kind of. Because I feel like every, and I'm not even talking about romantically, but every black man that I've come across, whether that's professionally sorry, or like in my family or just like platonically, 
I feel like every black man that I've come across is very tyrannical. <sighs> like they're very like, um, they want to have like this sense of dominance. Like if I'm speaking on something or I might be a little more intelligent on a certain topic, they don't like that. So what they'll do is they'll try to demean me, even if it's not intentional. They'll try to demean me or make me feel like I'm not as smart as I know that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, or they they play on your insecurities. Like yep. they know that like because both of us like have struggled with body image at times mm-hmm. or like you know just not feeling ourselves. And they will really be like, "That's why you ugly, bitch." Real shit. Fucking bony bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, now I'm bony. Yes. Fuck you, nigga. I, a lot of black men are just very dismissive. Um, Even when, like, I I know, Kella, you were saying how, on an outline, you were saying how even when you are you express how you feel, like, you're met with, like, um... It's not that serious mm-hmm. or that I'm being extra. I'm thinking too much into it. Or, like, this is the difference between men and women because we think more logically. And it's like, no, you was really trying to be shady, shady boots. <laughs> Real shit. Fucking ass. And and for me, this is why I feel like I'm going to be single forever because I feel like all black men are like this. And it could very well, like, not be true. But in my experiences, like, every single black man I've come across with the exception of one, but even then he was still shitty. Mm. It's just like Shout out Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all always make me feel like my thoughts don't matter. What I got going on don't matter. It's like y'all want to have this dominance over black women. Like y'all it's like we're almost like objects. Like and mm-hmm. that's it. Like we're just to be seen and not heard. And that's always been my experience with every single black man that I have come across. So at this point, I start feeling like, all right, I'm going to probably be single forever. Because honestly, a lot of my perspectives on things and how I view relationships and like the patriarchy and masculinity, a lot of black men don't have them same beliefs. At all. And I don't like no other race of men. I don't. I really want to marry inside of my race. I'm part of the rainbow brigade, baby. (laughs) Okay? I really want to marry inside of my race. And it's like, I kind of feel like honestly at 24 i'm kind of prepping right now to just be the single auntie like honestly because a lot of you niggas is just and this is just me speaking from my experience y'all is just trash for real and even because this is like the first fully black man i've ever dated (laughs) (laughs) hey yo jesus be a fence one thing i will say about him Mm -hmm. is that he is constantly course correct right and I love that about him. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's one thing he's going to do, especially because he's a Taurus, they might act the ass. <laughs> but then they sit and think about the ass that they just acted. And they be like, my bad, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. I it was really, an accident. Yeah, like, eek. <laughs> eek. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, girl. Hey, and he yo. come. He always do that. Like he just be like, "Yo, like this is how I was feeling." And I'm just like, "Well, why didn't you say it? I didn't really have the words to say it right then, so that's why I acted that way." But like, you know, I apologize, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I apologize too because I didn't think about it that way. And like, we're always down to be like, "Yo, bro, I'm sorry." <sighs> Right. It got a little hectic for a second, but my bad, girl. And even when I talk to him about just dealing with black men and how my experience dealing with black men growing up was 
very subpar just because although I do have certain things about myself that are palatable to, you know, society mm-hmm. and the world, I'm still dark skinned at the end of the day. And they really made me feel like shit about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, like these are the things that happened to me. I remember in high school when the, the dark skinned woman slander. I vividly remember <laughs> that shit. Now y'all all love dark skinned women. They lying. But even him saying, like, well, because I'm, he's darker than me. So he's like, imagine how what they were doing to me and saying to me, like, I'm, I'm a trend too. And I was like, damn, like, right. It's not just one sided now that I'm dealing with him and understanding. He was like, even in that, you don't see me like I dated lighter people because that's what were attracted to me. But when I got older and dark skinned women felt more comfortable talking to me and dating me, that's where I want to be. And that's how I feel. So like having a black man that's, you know, he's not perfect and he sometimes misses the mark. (laughs) Why did she close her eyes like that and not her head like an auntie? (laughs) Because... I'd just be like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. But do you feel like um, like a lot of black women, because of all the things we just described, do you feel like a lot of black women feel like they have to settle? Because I feel like, even though I know that for me personally, I don't want to settle in a relationship because I feel like it's a, it's a disservice to me mm-hmm. and the other person because it's not really what you want. But I'm not going to sit here and act like, I don't understand why some black women settle when it comes to dating black men, because it seems as though all of us, to be honest, all of us collectively, like not even just talking about me and you and our experiences, black women collectively, we tend to have the same experiences with Mm -hmm. black men collectively. So I feel like all of us kind of feel like we have to settle because like all these niggas is like this. They all like that. So we settle to the point where it's like, well, at least he does this or at least he does that because other niggas not doing this. And I feel like that's sad. That's sad yeah. as fuck. It's like, oh, that nigga beat my ass, but at least he paid the bills. Like, it's a difference between saying, like, he not perfect, but when I bring something up like his internalized homophobia or internalized anti-blackness, he mm-hmm. course corrects and understands, like, oh, wait a minute. Like, yeah, that's different. That's different. That's a, that's a man that has empathy that's a man who like actually has a brain that be functioning okay because <laughs> a lot of y'all don't have <laughs> y'all don't have that <laughs> y'all don't yeah, yeah, but it's like he might cheat on me every day but you know at least he come home to me yeah that's that's a little crazy that's a little crazy that just makes me want to jump off the Ben Franklin <laughs> I said I'm gonna stick to what I know Right. I'm going to stick to what so, I know. Do you feel like white women go through the same shit? Yes, they do. They be settling. Them, ball- them, <laughs> them niggas be balding by the time they 23. Because I was telling Kella, I'm like, I don't think white women go through the same shit as us. But then Kella made me realize that they do. They definitely do. She was like, Kim, like, them, come them on, niggas like, be doing them. No. They be, they, they, you see it on TV. On that damn show, Billionaires. Where that nigga was out here hiring dominatrixes and shit. And even shit. on polls where he cheated on his wife with Angel. Yeah. He was going to the fucking ballrooms and, and shit. And everything. Like, they be supporting they black wives. <laughs> Look at Jerry Springer. <laughs> Jerry Springer didn't even want that white lady. Yeah. He loved that black 
woman had not one but two kids. You know me. I would have been like, you White to- women do go through the same shit. The difference is I feel like a lot of black women feel like they don't because they don't go to social media with it. Like, they're not. They're not going to go on social media with Yes, it. they do. Who? You got to go on white girl TikTok. <laughs> okay. You know what? All right. You got a point. You got a point. You got a point. Because on TikTok, they be like, my husband cheated on me with 20 women. Let's see. <laughs> Part one. Part one? But, okay. So, they do. All right. So, they do go on social media with it. But I don't think that they're as, like, their presence on social media when it comes to, like, I don't know. Their men doing them dirty is as, like dominant as, as black women is like when niggas do us dirty we go on the internet we i'm airing this nigga the fuck out i'm going on it's Facebook just because it. we're like extremely animated we are but they be airing them niggas out <laughs> <laughs> they be airing the white niggas but the thing is the thing is cam you don't really be into white people drama. i don't that i'm is- in a black bubble everything black <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bitches, you, you, you like bitches. seeing them go through shit? Oh, because it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. Yeah. I'd be like, he did what? For real? I gotta tap in. Yes. I gotta I'm tap like, in. your husband, what? Because I, I, I don't know. But then again, like you said, I just, I'm like, my world is just a, a food, like, niggatry. Like, that's just <laughs> what it is. Like, I don't know you nothing really outside gotta watch. of being a nigga. You really do gotta watch Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, yeah. I don't be watching that. Yeah, watching Atlanta. You got to. In Potomac. Got to. You got to because. Them bitches is crazy as shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, Mob Wives? Oh, my Miss God. Drita? Oh, yeah, girl. I never watch Mob Wives. Miss Drita? They be going through the same shit. They be like, oh. That one girl where she, like, got all this plastic surgery, she's telling her son, she was like, oh, I just met this guy. He just got out of prison. 20 years he did for what? Murder. I said, <laughs> I said, what, okay. girl? Okay. Get into so the they, white, get into the white drama. I need to okay. tap into white girl TikTok because honestly, I be thinking it just be us. Like I be knowing they be getting cheated on, but I don't know. I ain't know they be going on to social media with it. Yes, they do. See, all I watch is black TV shows. I'm on black Twitter. I listen to black music. I don't know nothing outside of that scope. Nothing outside of that room. Nothing. I found out my boyfriend was cheating on me on Snapchat. Here's how. <laughs> And they got a 30-part series. <laughs> and I'll be watching hey, 1 through 30. <laughs> well, I love that. We done airing you niggas the fuck out. We know, I know that y'all gonna hate us for that shit. But we but also do really love y'all. We do. And we've had like so many episodes where we be, de- where we be defending y'all. So it's like, if y'all get mad over this and y'all don't want to take bitches. it as a, as a moment to really self-reflect and like take accountability, then y'all is really some, y'all really the assholes that I know that y'all are. Like, yeah. honestly. So <laughs> And also black women raise your sons right. Yes. Yes. Please. And and raise them to really honor their emotions and know how to express their emotions because I come across so many black men who really don't know how to express how they feel. Like and the only way they express it is through like popping perks or violence. Oh yeah. Or being aggressive. Cause if they would have just told me back back in the day that it just hurt their feelings because people like took my ideas better 
and they felt less of a man, they probably wouldn't drag me by the, down the steps by my hair, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I probably would have got locked outside of a bedroom, but it's naked. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have so, happened that way. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened that way. But, you know, um, but let's um, lighten things up and get into our internet host. That segment. would be such a cute little 30-second clip. <laughs> It was. I'm gonna post that. Yeah, they'll so, be like, "What, bitch?" Yo, real shit. All right, let's have a side internet whole segment. Oh, I wanted. I don't. I don't know if you listen, Killer. I feel like Killer. She ain't like it, but I love Victoria Monet's. No, I really do news. like it. Oh, you do? I'm surprised. The only reason that was I okay. wasn't okay. gonna like it is because Killer don't be like it. No, why? She be like, nope. No, I don't like it. But Victoria Monet, her album, I really did like it. It came just in time because y'all know I was just talking about how when I cut my hair, I don't, to be honest, y'all, I cut it because I really wanted to see what I would look like with short hair. And then as soon as I did, I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no. Bitch. <laughs> it was just an impulsive kind of thing. I was in a group chat like, yeah, I'm about to cut my hair. And then like 30 seconds later, I'll send them a picture. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like it. <laughs> But this, <laughs> this album came just in time because something about Victoria Monet, she just makes you feel sexy. Very. Like, I don't know. It's like maybe the the words that she uses or like maybe it's the the beat selections and stuff like that. It just makes me feel so sexy, especially Cadillac. I think that the production makes you feel sexy. Yes. Because I'm not going to lie. I love Victoria, but mm-hmm. I'm not a, the biggest fan of her writing. Right. I think that really? she could. Yeah. Wow. I love her writing. <laughs> so what don't you like about it? Yeah. Sometimes it can be very like teeny boppish. Okay. To me. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always go with the sound. Mm-hmm. Like sonically is very mature. But sometimes and you feel like that's what makes people feel sexy, like the sounds and like the like she's extremely sensual and like even how she layers things. But sometimes in her the li- voice, yeah, like the lyrics, I just be like, <laughs> "Wow!" Only that's, some of only some of them. That's a first. I always like it, and but- a lot of people been saying that. But you know mm-hmm. what? I fuck with Victoria because I seen a tweet where someone was like, "The only re- the only thing holding oh, this girl back is is her writing. Like it just but I it could find be that better. Crazy only because she's written for so many people, and it, and they but so many people is Ariana Grande. But she's also written, outside of Ariana Grande. I think she's written for. Uh, no, if I use this example, you gonna be like, see my point. I was gonna say Seven Streeter. Oh. <laughs> Girl, okay. okay. She, now, but she, I didn't see that tweet. She was like, "Okay, I'll get better with my writing." Yeah, like her writing. Her writing is just a tad, a tad bit immature for me. And this is coming from somebody that's only twenty three. But also, right. I'm seventy five. Mm-hmm. So don't listen to me. I was out here listening to the Gap Band on our way here. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know. But you know what? I also feel like the fact that she pulls inspiration from the seventies is what makes me feel sexy too. Because if you listen to a lot of seventies music, it's so fucking sensual. Yeah, it's so like a lot of that music, a lot of R and B from the seventies sounds like like it's literal sex. Like when you listen to it. Yeah. So I feel like that's why when I listen to Victoria, I'm like, oh. All right. I'm that bitch. But like, I really do love, I do love how it sounds sonically. I just ignore the lyrics sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Jaguar really? 1 and J- Jaguar and Jaguar 2, writing. like, I just be like, uh, read so, Tony, I just want her to read a little bit more Tony Morrison. 
So out of all the songs on Jaguar 2, which one did you like the best? Because for me, it. it was it was Cadillac and How Does It Make You Feel? How Does It Make You Feel is know. one of my favorites. And All Right. All Right is also one of oh, my yeah. favorites. Oh, yeah. All Right is a bop. Like, I need to hear that in a club. Like, for real. They'll never do it. Silk City. Can y'all please play that one of these days in the club? <laughs> All Right by Victoria Monet. They be yeah. having DJs with DJ sets. Oh. So you just got to hit up the DJs. All right. I'm going to hit up the DJs. But y'all need to play some Victoria Monet in the club. Um, Oh, yeah. I also want to talk about how, like, I feel like a lot of people who aren't familiar with, like, um, 70s soul and funk, they not really going to appreciate. And not even just Victoria Monet, because it's, it's other artists that pull inspiration from that era as well. But I feel like they don't really appreciate the sound. No. Which I can't be mad at because it's like if you never heard it, it's like how can you appreciate something that you've never heard or like really listened to? I kind of feel like, you know, the lack of because people don't have like a musical, they don't expand their musical palettes. Like it's harder to like really appreciate certain sounds or like maybe certain words or like maybe the production of something. I don't know. I feel that way. But also, certain sounds are really popular now, like rock. Mm-hmm. grunge and stuff is really popular right now especially in like hip hop mm-hmm. like when you look at Lil Uzi, Uzi. Yeah. when you look at Yee when you look at um, Lucky who else who else is like super popular Destroy Lonely like all these new niggas out here I that are one nigga that she said that was Uzi <laughs> I'm sitting like, here not in my head like like, the the new niggas out here, they pull a lot of inspiration from rock. So, it's, like, a lot of heavy drums. It's a lot of guitars. It's, like, it's like rock star-ish. Mm-hmm. And, like, I appreciate that because of how I grew up. That's mm-hmm. why I still I And that's why that. I said that because it's, like, even with me, like, when it comes to certain genres, I'd be like, this is ass. But maybe it's because I didn't grow up listening to, like, rock music or, like, I didn't listen to, like, we had one episode where I'm like, I can't tell you one Elton John song because it's like I just I, I probably you know could. it if I hear it, but like I can't t- I can't name a song. So to be honest, like, Patty Labelle he wrote for her all the time. Really? So you might not know that you know Elton John, mm-hmm. but that that man, <laughs> yeah, I that man's pen that. is on a motherfucking reliable. A lot of these genres, I I can't appreciate it only because I didn't grow up around it, so I don't know where they pulling inspiration from or any of that shit so that's why that's why i made the point of like if you don't listen to 70s like soul and funk then i feel like you're just not gonna like this victoria Mm monet album you're not you're not gonna understand what the hype is about you're not you're not gonna understand um certain sounds that she picked or like maybe certain instruments like you're not going to get it like the girls that get it get it (laughs) and the girls that don't don't and i feel like you know like I said, sonically, it's a great album. Like, mm-hmm. just how it was constructed. I just don't, I you just don't, like don't always like the lyrics. Like, mm. it, like I said, it can sound a bit immature to mm-hmm. me, but that's only because, like, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a, I just am an old ass lady. I'm not gonna lie. It was this one um, verse that she had in one of her songs that I was like, girl, she was like, Gave me dick in bed. Now his now he think his dick is embedded. And I was like, like girl, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like Victoria. Uh, like girl, and everybody was hyping that drawing up, and I'm just like, 
Don't okay, get me wrong, it's still a bop, but it's just like it wasn't up. nothing that was that like, oh my god. Oh my god. Like, oh. Like, like, girl, you could have really you really could have did your big one with that. You missed the mark. Like, for real. Um, I loved her writing on how how does it make you feel though. I loved that. I loved it. It was so cute. It was cute. And I like the sound. And a drone Earth Wind and Fire. I hated that song. What? I hated Killa! that song. <laughs> <laughs> me and my boyfriend was listening to it 30 seconds as we said, nope. Oh my god! He said, "I'm skipping this joint. I'm sorry." I'm hey. like, "Yeah, go ahead." All right, what about goodbye? That was okay. I like that joint. Um, what else she had on it? Oh, smoke reprise. I know you had to like that joint because I could see you liking that song. It was cute. Oh I my god! It. She said it was cute. <laughs> like, even with smoke, I just hate. I just hate the hook. Smoke. I'm not gonna lie. I ain't really like it when it first came out me either. It but grew i had on to, me. but when i yeah it grew on me and then on top of that when i heard it on the album i appreciated it more i did like even with like beyonce's break my soul don't get me wrong i liked it when it first came out I but did. i liked it more you ain't like it i liked it more when i heard it on the album because of like the transitions and stuff like that nope. and like the placement of the track i was like oh I, all right i, I see i just I like couldn't it. do it <laughs> will break my soul <laughs> i was like i can and i will bye <laughs> I hate that song. She said bye. <laughs> I love that song. Why y'all don't like that song? Can y'all tell us to tell me why y'all don't like that song? I wanna know. It's I ass. like break my soul. You wanna break my soul? Uh, no. You wanna break my soul? And then she, I'm like, girl, I'm telling everybody. I'm like, bitch, she I is think, not but in you charge. Know what? I think I liked it because when it came out, I was deeply depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was deeply depressed. I wanted to kill myself. I did. I wanted to kill myself, Killer. And then I heard that song and I was like, you know what? Life is worth living. <laughs> These motherfuckers is not breaking my soul. And I suddenly, life was great. And I didn't want to like hang myself anymore. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. That got very dark. But I think that's why I love that song. It was very personal. They're going to cancel us because I'm out here cracking up. <laughs> I said, I don't want to kill myself no more. I like this song. That's why I like it. But you know what? Now that I'm not in that more. state no more, it's like, oh, okay, I maybe I do kind of see why people don't like it. It was you just a very cheery song. song. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we got a couple minutes left. Hallelujah. So. All right. All right, hear me out. We ain't get to all of our topics, but we'll just save that for another solo episode. But we gotta do our hear me out, y'all. So do you wanna go first, Killer? Do you have one? Do I have one? Cause mine is Lil Nas X. Wow, I just feel like that it man, makes sense. He is so fine. He is handsome. He is mm. handsome, and he has big dick energy to me. Like I just want to try it. I feel like he. I'm not saying that you're lying about being gay, <laughs> but I don't feel like he's truthing either. <laughs> so you you think he lied about being gay? I don't think he's lying. Just think like he not. I just think that if if the right bitch threw pussy at him. Oh. Because okay. Saucy Tantana, he even said he had to really think. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, I had some good pussy. And I was like. Mm. Right. Right. I think that's where he's at. You, you know who else I got? You, I hope you don't laugh. Bernie Mac. Like, oh, that was nigga still, was going down. He, <laughs> he was still like, like he could giggle me he, out my drawers. I think Bernie Mac was very handsome. I really do. I think he was handsome. You don't think he was handsome? 
Oh yeah, no, I do. I think he was very handsome, and I really like. I he's think hilarious. that he had a third leg. Yes, he. I definitely think he did, and that's why I would want to like experiment with that. You know why I love him too? He mm-hmm. loved his wife. He sure did. He sure the shout fuck out to did. the. You know there are as a certain class of men who really do love their wives, mm-hmm. and I want that man. Mm-hmm. I want that type of man. And I don't know. It's something that I love about. I love seeing. Dark skinned black men love on dark skinned black women. It's so beautiful. I love seeing it. I I really do. Even though like I'm I'm a little lighter, but it's just like I still like seeing it because then that's how I know. Oh, he really do he really like fuck with black her. women, and he really do fuck with her. So I like seeing it. So I um, I got Bernie Mac, and I got I got one more person, Delroy Lindo. He is fine. I don't know if you know who he is. He was from um Unprisoned. He was in um. What the fuck is that movie? I can't remember. But I'm going to put a picture up of him. But Delroy Lindo, I feel like he is a handsome old man. And I feel like when I be watching him, like, in action in his movies and stuff like that, he has a lot of sex appeal. And I <laughs> like him. Like, I'd want him to be my sugar daddy. So, um, I was watching Unprisoned. Like, you is funny. Hell nah. <laughs> she said, hell nah. <laughs> you just looked up a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to see him in movies, Kella. I swear, if you watch Unprisoned, you're going to see where I'm coming from. That man is fine. It's not really a hear me out. Who? Isaac Hayes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He oozed sex appeal. That man. <laughs> <laughs> very, girl. very fine. Very f- Too well, bad you did, girl. Because. <laughs> mm. Hey, yo. <laughs> well, that ends everything, y'all. Um subscribe to our patreon we oh wait we gotta do our podcast pitch oh shit Zach, how much time do we have left can you think we can do it real quick or should we wait until the next we film next no we could stop it here okay and then just redo it because ain't it just audio or do we it's have just to- audio yeah we could just stop this okay. so let's just do the outro real fast all right so that ends everything, y'all. Um, thank you for tuning in to Wholesome Black Girls. Subscribe to our Patreon. Follow us on Instagram. I'll leave all the links below. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>